Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Roomy Force Calf Cube. Maximize calf performance and health at grass by optimizing the function of the rumen. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Later in the program, increased bovine TB levies plus increased compensation from next year, Chagask Open Day, and also charity work in Uganda in Africa. First, Mr. Keith Kennedy, Principal, Clonakilty Agricultural College, has details of an important Open Day on March 10th. Keith, uh, welcome to the programme. Before we look at this open day on March 10th, you have details of a special beef event you'd like to let our listeners know about. Uh, hi, John. Yes, uh, there's a spring beef walk on the farm of James and Sullivan in my Ross on uh, Wednesday the 15th of uh, March at, at 12 noon. It's been organised by Anna Sext in the Skibreen office, so if anyone's looking for information, they should uh, contact her in Skibreen. Very important. You have an open day coming up. Can you tell the listeners about this uh, open day? Uh, yes, uh, we have our annual uh, spring open day. It's coming up on Friday, March 10th. It starts at 11am and it will run until 1pm. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's one of two that we run every year. Now, what can people expect to see on the day? Well, uh, they can, you know, we'd be hoping that parents and prospective students uh, and also career guidance teachers uh, would, would be interested in attending. Anyone was interested in the career in agriculture uh, and what they'd expect to see in the day, would they get to meet the staff and see our facilities? Uh, we'd bring them on tours of uh, our machinery facilities and also uh, where the livestock practicals would be going on. And uh, it's, it's a really good opportunity for people that, uh, you know, they've got questions that they might want to ask in, in terms of, uh, you know, learner support or accommodation or, you know, what's a typical week going to be like for, for a son or daughter or, or themselves that might be attending the course. Uh, and, you know, this is, a, this is a great opportunity to, to do that. Now, any changes from last year? Yeah, I suppose one of the major changes there was the Department of Agriculture. Uh, they, they had an initiative where they uh, purchased a fleet of 18 machinery simulators and uh, they distributed them around the colleges in, in, in Ireland. And Clannacilty took on two in January and we, we've been just, I suppose, trialling them for the last number of weeks. But, uh, you know, they will play an important part in, in the machinery training and health and safety awareness for students that will be starting a course in the coming September. Now, the actual course offerings, any changes to the course offerings? Well, the, the traditional courses that we've been running, they, 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 they run, there's been some tweaks with placement, but I suppose the, the one that is in the media would be the likes of the uh, farm apprenticeships and Chagas are in the final stages of preparing to roll out some of the land-based apprenticeships in the, in the coming months. I'd expect they'd be available in, in autumn for people to apply at that stage. Specifically, there's two uh, farm apprenticeships that are uh, two years in duration, one for farm technicians and one for farm managers. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it would be an exciting change to the courses that are, that are on offer. Um, you know, they'll run alongside a long-standing certificate in agriculture, but for people that may be interested in, you know, a more uh, work-based uh, career, um, working, with, working alongside farmers, this will be the, the major change coming up in 2023-2024. In now, for students already enrolled on the course, for students studying at the moment, what are they actually doing at the moment on the courses? You might refer to one or two you know, aspects of the courses which they're now studying or you know, yeah. uh, learning about. Yeah, that's correct. So, like, the, you know, our courses have been running since September, but uh, you know, in the last week now, the first-year full-time students, they've gone out on farm placements that will run for... A couple of months, uh, our second-year students, they've been out on placements and farms around West Cork and, and Munster uh, since January. Um, 
big change since last year and probably you know as a result of COVID we've had a, a big upswing in the number of uh, people that wanted to go abroad and nationally there's over 100 uh, students have gone to New Zealand and over two dozen from Clannacilty specifically uh, and Dara so they're mainly from the MTU uh, Cork course uh, and they left since Christmas and you know they're fulfilling their you know that part of their practical training in uh, in the other side of the world That's wonderful to hear wonderful indeed now what courses would be available for people this coming autumn? Yeah so the the specific courses you know they're running Dara and uh, that people would be interested in finding information on would be the the two-year advanced certificate in agriculture. Uh, we have specialisms in dry stock and dairy and that. Uh, there's also a part-time course for over 23 years of age uh, that would be run two days a week in conjunction with Cork West and Pat Flannery. And there's also the, um, the one-and-a-half-year uh, part-time course for award holders. People would traditionally understand that as what's called a distance education course. Uh, and there's enrolments for that ongoing. But you know, if anyone wants information and uh, you know, they, they want to see the, the place and where they'll be studying and doing the work, uh, you know, they should make their way to Dara. And how do people actually apply for courses? People listening now, what's the first step to inquire about the course and uh, apply then if you feel you want to go forward and register and actually take part in it? Of course, again, there could be deadlines and there may be, you know, a limit on numbers. So in all these cases, take action, take your first step as soon as possible. Yeah, like it's, like everything, it's uh, everything has gone online with Chagas. So you know, courses. If you're looking for any uh, information and definitely for applying, you'd, you'd make your way to chagas.ie for slash clanicilty, and you know, there's a an application portal there. Uh, anyone that you know has problems with with connectivity or broadband or anything like that or technology, you know, they should always just ring the college on o two three eight eight three two five hundred, and you know, we can do applications online for them. And you know, go through the you know the, the various steps. So you know, no one should uh, see that as an impediment to, to applying for a course. That's excellent. Now, parents and teachers would always be interested in the entry requirements for the full-time certificate in agriculture. What would those entry requirements be? You know, things you really must have in your possession if you're going to consider going for the full-time certificate in agriculture. Yeah, so our, our first year course is, is pitched at QQI level five, and that's the equivalent of, of the leaving cert. So, you know, the, often people would say leaving cert might, you know, do I need leaving cert? Uh, technically, you don't. You just need to be 17 on the 1st of January after you apply. So, you know, there, there can be 16 year olds that might be interested, but, you know, we would always encourage people to complete their leaving cert, and, you know, the college is always ready to take an application for from someone at, at any stage. Uh, but, you know, the, for for most people, you know, it's been over 17 on the 1st of January after you start for the full-time courses. There's other things then for people on part-time, and, and this is, like I mentioned earlier, you know, for uh, part-time courses, is over 23. If that isn't uh, an option, then you must have a, an award in an agricultural field, you know, such as an apprenticeship in in, in a trade or um, a degree out of a, a institute of technology or university. And where can parents and teachers obtain more information? Yeah, so there's plenty online there, so you know, make your way to chagas.e forward slash Kilty and you know, all the various courses are there and the other options if people maybe have an interest in horticulture, forestry or so on, all the courses that are run in terms of agriculture. 
Chagasdatagi forest slash Clonkilty is where they, they should make their way. Before we began our main conversation, we referred to an upcoming event. Would you please remind our listeners, particularly people who have an interest in beef, who have beef enterprises? Yes, yeah, so as a part of the Dairy Beef 500 programme, uh, Anna Sexton in the Skibreen office is organising a spring beef walk on the farm of James O'Sullivan in my Ross on Wednesday the 15th of March at 12 noon. Uh, postcode for that is P81CK00 and uh, should, should make for a good event where they'll find out about fertilizer and spring grazing and, uh, and, and so, for the, so forth for the coming season. That sounds excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Keith Kennedy, College Principal, Clonakilty Agricultural College in County Cork, also known as Durara College. Thank you, Keith, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. You're very welcome. Next, McCroom Ploughing Results. Joining us on the farm programme, we have Miss Caroline Jennings, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Caroline, welcome to the programme. Now, you've details of the most recent uh, ploughing match, and indeed it may be the last match for the moment. Yes, John, that's right. And um, so this is it. So last Sunday, the 26th of February, McCroom hosted their annual ploughing match and the county final for Cork West Ploughing. It was held on the lands of Angela Leonard, Pierre Gabe and Croom. Results are as follows. Senior conventional, first, Kieran Coakley, 119 marks. Second, Jim Grace, 111 marks. Third, Jer Kirby, 108 marks. Intermediate, first, Johnny O'Donovan, 94 marks. Second, Jackie O'Driscoll, 88 marks. Third, Stanley Dean, 87 marks. Under 28, first, Niall O'Driscoll, 91 marks. Second, Aidan O'Donovan, 86 marks. In the under 21s, there was one competitor, Noel Nine, with 100 marks. And in the Macra, one competitor also, James Jennings, and he got 90 marks. The ladies, first, Stacey O'Sullivan, with 121 marks. Second, Katie Hayes, 100 marks. Three furrow, first, Kevin O'Driscoll, 97 marks. Second, Matthew Coakley, 87 marks. Third, Kevin O'Reardon, 76 marks. Fourth, Cyril Maguire, 70 marks. Now, there was a local three-furrow beginners match and one competitor, Michael Buckley, and he received 58 marks. In the local three-furrow standard, first, Willie Lyons, 70 marks. Second, Jared Kelleher, 65 marks. Third, Fintan Creedon, 47 marks. Fourth, Tim O'Sullivan, 45 marks. The senior reversible, first, Liam O'Driscoll, 128 marks. Second, Jer Coakley, 127 marks. Third, Michael Witchley, 120 marks. The under 28, uh, one competitor, Connor O'Farrell, with 113 marks. Three furrow, first, Tim Lawler, 81 marks. Second, Patrick Buckley, with 75 marks. The local reversible class, first, Alan Lynch, 73 marks. Second, Jared Coakley, 71 marks. Third, William Lynch, 70 marks. Fourth, Sean Bottomer, 62 marks. Fifth, Dan F. O'Reardon, 61 marks. And sixth, Donica Bottomer, 56 marks. The senior horse, first, J.J. Delaney with 94 marks. Second, Moss Trant with 85 marks. Third, Coleman Coogan, 72 marks. Fourth, James Coffey. 65 marks. The under 40 horse, first Jeremiah Delaney, 96 marks. Second Jonathan Trant, 85 marks. The confined hydraulic vintage, 
First, Sean McCarthy, 78 marks. Second, Joe Cronin, 43 marks. The Open Hydraulic, first, Ger Collins, 95 marks. Second, Dennis Cummins, 91 marks. Third, Michael Comey, 90 marks. Fourth, Michael Ryan, 88 marks. Fifth, Salem Cotter, 83 marks. In the trailer vintage, one competitor, John Mulf, with 95 marks. And in the single furrow class, one competitor, Gordon Jennings, with 92 marks. And we also had a Lloyd class, and Adrian Grace took part in that, and he received 117 marks. Now, that has completed all the matches for Cork West ploughing, and we're looking forward to the All-Ireland Ploughing Championships in Rathaniska, County Leash, on the 19th, 20th and 21st of September. On behalf of Cork West Ploughing Association, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you, John, and C103 for facilitating us during this ploughing season, and also to thank you, the listeners, ploughmen and women, our sponsors, our landowners, our behind-the-scenes teams, without whom the ploughing wouldn't go ahead. And finally, we've had fantastic exposure with photography this year, and we would like to thank those photographers. They know who they are um, for just getting us out there, and pictures have been seen far and wide uh, because of them. So till next September, Jan, that's it, and thank you. You are indeed very welcome. Speaking there to Miss Caroline Jennings. Caroline, thank you very much indeed for all of those consistent, regular reports after every match. We appreciate the time you've taken to compile the reports, give very accurate marks, and never have any problems or questions about your reports. And Caroline, we hope that you'll be coming on with details of how Cork West has won tremendous silverware in the next event, but we'll have to be careful not to count chickens or tempt fate. Yes, John. Um, but look, fingers crossed. There's a good team going up, and um, we'll we'll just fingers crossed, as you said. We'll wait and see. We wish everyone all the best in an even-handed way. So, Caroline, thank you very much indeed. And until we speak again, thanks a million for all your great work reporting regularly on events in the ploughing world in West Cork, Cork West. Thank you very much, Caroline. Thanks a million. Thank you too, John. Coming up next, Laura Woods brings us the fortnightly Carberry Region Mockery Report. Hello, my name is Laura and I am bringing you the Carberry Mockery News. I would like to start by congratulating Clonakilty Mockery on winning the Capers National Final held in Ovens last week. They put on a great show and are now All-Ireland champions and bring another national title back to the region. We also want to wish Clonakilty Mockery the best of luck in the impromptu debating semi-final which is on the 4th of March. Keeping with the theme of All-Ireland wins, Kilmeen Mockery are having a night to celebrate their All-Ireland win at the Mockery GA National Final and their success in the Carby round of titles in Totsbar, Ballygartine on March the 10th starting at 9pm. Now for some upcoming dates for your diary. The Carby round of the drama competition will be held on Saturday the 11th of March and Cora Mockery will be hosting a music bingo fundraiser on Friday the 31st of March so keep an eye on our social media pages for details of venues and start times. 
As you can see, Mokra has something for everyone, and with clubs located from Inishannon to Beira, there is bound to be one near you. So if you are between the ages of 17 and 35 and are interested in joining or would like some more information, please contact us through the Carberry Mokra social media pages on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Laura Woods, Radio Officer for the Carberry region of Mokra Firma. Thank you for that fortnightly report. We are joined on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme by Mr. Niall O'Sullivan from Dairy Gold. Niall, welcome to the programme. Now, I understand you'll be taking a six-month break from working in Dairy Gold and you're going to Uganda volunteering. That's Uganda in Africa. Could you tell us something about yourself and any work you've done overseas with charities? Is this the first time you're going to go to Uganda, for example, and indeed your own place here in Cork? Yes, indeed, John. First of all, thank you for having me on the show today. Um, as you said, my name is Niall O'Sullivan, and I work with Dairy Gold as a finance partner in agribusiness. I'm originally from the village of Drumahan, which is in North Cork, where I was brought up in a community where farming was at the core of everything we do day to day, with the local creamery and mallow, local branches around, and the sugar factory just down the road. <clears throat> I'm a qualified accountant with over 20 years now at this stage, and I've worked in some big multinational organisations um, in the food, pharma, and NGO sectors. So, in relation to Uganda, I worked with Goal, the Irish NGO, back in 2005 and 6 as a volunteer, and worked. And after that, in 2016, I worked in the Ukraine again we call, on a six-month um, sabbatical, setting up a programme in Kiev. Going back to Uganda, um, I worked as a financial controller there. Our programmes involved an emergency programme in the north and a development programme in the south. The emergency programme <coughs> involved providing night shelter in a conflict zone in the north of Uganda, which borders Sudan. I suppose the key things there were providing night shelter and water and sanitation facilities. While in the south, our programs involved initiatives such as educational programs on HIV and sustainable livelihood programs. I suppose for me, John, Uganda is a very interesting country. Even though it has very high poverty levels, it's got a very nice way of life as well. There's a population of around 45 million people. It sits on the equator with Lake Victoria to the south. There's a nice climate. I suppose the climate is pretty constant all year round, with the temperature varying between 20 and 30 degrees. Um, it doesn't really have seasons. Um, the daylight hours don't vary much um, over the months. The land is fertile. For some crops, there are two seasons per year. Um, 70% of the population is involved in agriculture. But saying that, um, only agriculture only provides about 25% of the country's GDP. So there are a lot of small farmers making very small income, and that's how agriculture works there. The main crops in Uganda are bananas, um, and then the cash crops are coffee, tea, tobacco, and vanilla, to name a few. Um, dairy Gold does business in Africa. So it's interesting that Dairy Gold sells almost 10% of its milk powders either directly 
or indirectly into Africa, that many people might know that. Um, today, I will be giving you and your audience a flavor of the volunteering work I'm going to be doing in Uganda over the next six months and describing what work I'll be doing with the charity and how the charity helps people in need. That certainly sounds fascinating, Niall. Speaking to Mr. Niall O'Sullivan from Dairy Gold, taking a six-month break or sabbatical from working with Dairy Gold to do some great uh, charity work in Africa for Uganda volunteering and the Hospice Africa Uganda situation and, of course, uh, helping the people in general. Niall, could you just elaborate more about Hospice Africa Uganda and how you initially yourself became aware of the work they're doing out there, the great work they're doing. Back in 2005, when I worked with Gold, as I said previously, um, I had, I suppose, the privilege of getting to know some local families. And one of my former Ugandan colleagues had a daughter. Her name was Catherine. And she's actually, I have a picture of her on my GoFundMe website. Um, she, at the time, was a young and energetic young lady. And I suppose over substance, when trips, I got to know the family better and better. But unfortunately, Catherine developed an inoperable tumour, and after exhausting all medical avenues, palliative care became her last and final option. So even though it was very sad, um, it meant that I met for the first time with Dr. Anne Merriman, who's the founder of Hospice Africa. Um, Anne, I must say, is an extraordinary lady, um, she founded Hospice Africa in 1992. She's a qualified doctor. She had been a member of the MMM missionaries back in 1953. Um, she's of Irish parentage, very much Irish in her heart. And um, I suppose she's, she's got many accolades over the years. One of them um, was that she was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in 2014. But an extraordinary lady overall. Um, I suppose getting to know Anne, I promised her that one day I'd come back and help her and that's what I'm doing now. I suppose through that experience, um, unfortunately Catherine died, as I said, at the age of 13. Um, Hospice Africa relieved her pain and gave her the dignity and respect she deserved in her final months. Um, unfortunately, in Uganda and across Africa, access to palliative care is limited and virtually non-existent in the majority of African countries due to various factors, including poverty, lack of trained healthcare providers and inadequate healthcare infrastructure. That is why the likes of Hospice Africa plays such an important role with initiatives aimed at providing palliative care to the poorest of the poor in countries like Uganda. Now, of course, you have a tremendous CV. You have a wonderful CV in terms of uh, working abroad for charities and various operations all over the world, really. So turning now to Uganda, what's left for you to do in the field of charity? What goals and ambitions have you for your six months in Uganda? And indeed, is there any way people very impressed with what you're doing and being made aware of the situation in Uganda any way people listening can support your goals and ambitions for the people of Uganda? I suppose, Jan, when it comes to funding and how people can help, um, look, I've got a GoFundMe page, and I'd be very happy that people would um, visit that page 
um, you can find it by looking up GoFundMe and either Hospice Uganda or Nilo Sullivan. Um, as well as that, look, just spreading the word, um, I suppose, just to recognise the good work that Hospice Africa does in Uganda and beyond and make that known to friends and colleagues. Can you tell us who's funding your trip? I will be personally covering all my own expenses. Finally, I suppose, John, um, some special words of gratitude to Dairy Gold, our CEO and my senior managers who have given me great support in making this happen. Um, also a special mention to my many work colleagues whose unwavering support and encouragement has been in- invaluable on this journey. So thank you to all and thank you to the listeners. I understand, Niall, that a Dairy Gold, our sponsor, they export uh, milk powder to Africa, and some of that reaches Uganda. We don't have a, an exact figure, but some of it gets to Uganda. Indirectly into Uganda, but in Africa in general, Africa in general terms, um, Dairy Gold either directly or indirectly um, ship or sell 10% of its milk powders um, so that's a significant tonnage, and we also sell smaller volumes of cheese and butter into the African market. Um, seeing that it's probably a market that's going to grow over the coming years. That's wonderful. Well, thank you very much indeed, Mr. Niall O'Sullivan from Dairy Gold. You play a very important financial role in Dairy Gold, our sponsor, and we take this opportunity of wishing you all the very best when you go to Africa and yes, when. Indeed, John. I've got my flights booked for the 15th of March. And you'll be out there for St. Patrick's Day. You'll be able to celebrate yeah. St. Patrick's Day in Uganda this year. Yeah, there is an Irish community in Uganda. And what I found out recently is that there's actually a newly found GA club in Uganda. So I'll be looking forward to seeing what shape that's taking. Um, I saw some pictures there um, today of little kids with helmets and hurleys. So that's been nice. I, that's not something I, I saw happening, we'll say, when I was back there in 2005. But look, that'll be lovely. And there's a nice Irish community there. There's an Irish embassy who I'll be touching base with. And they'll be able to help us in some of our initiatives as well, I'm sure. Thank you very much indeed for your valuable time with our programme. Mr Niall O'Sullivan from Dairy Gold Agribusiness. Thank you, Niall, very much indeed. Thank Thanks you, a million. Pleasure. Thank you, John. You're very welcome, Niall. A hike in bovine TB levies is on the cards to help cover higher compensation to be paid out to farmers. The issue is fully covered in the 4th of March edition of the Irish Farmers' Journal in an article by Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor of the Irish Farmers' Journal. Amy, welcome to the programme. Now, you cover the details of the planned increase in TB levies and the compensation payable coming into effect next year, we emphasise. So, welcome to the programme, Amy. Yeah, thanks, John. I suppose first off, um, well, I'm sure all farmers will welcome the increased compensation payments. Nobody wants to have to apply for them um, after testing positive for TB um, on the farm. Uh, Yeah, so essentially this week the the department has announced an increase in TB compensation payments, um, the rates paid to farmers, but didn't say anything about how it would exactly be funded. Um, So this is expected to be funded by um, a hike in TB disease levies, which farmers pay um, on milk and on cattle that go to the factory essentially. So there's to be a hike in those in order to pay for these um, higher and new rates of payment. 
um, and they, they, it'll be from 2024 that the hike, um, potential hike, will, will come into play. So not till next year, but of course the rates, I understand, would be backdated to 1st of February this year, 23. Yeah, so the new TB rates, they are now in place. The, the, T, the TB compensation payments are in place since the 1st of February. Um, so there's obviously three of them there, the income supplement. Um, so under that one, the compensation payment per dairy cow will rise from 55 to 100 euro for the first five months post-calve and, and to €65 euro for months 6 to 10. Uh, for Stuckler cows, that payment will rise from €3809 to €52 euro for seven months post-calve and €40 euro for 8 to 12 months. And for then cattle and other herds or beef cattle, it will rise from €2539 to €30 euro per head. Um, there's also the deep population grant that will increase from €220 euro head to €280 for dairy cows and from €152.36 sent ahead to 180 for suckler herds and for those other herds uh, 76 euro goes up to 120 and then finally there's the hardship grant and, and suckler farmers will receive a 50 euro head up from 38 euro currently and dairy and other herds will see payments go from 25 to 30. So that's interesting uh, suckler herds to receive a hardship grant as you've outlined there Amy. Now can you give any overall view of the reaction of we'll say the ICMSA, ICSA or indeed the IFA to these from what we know about them I gather there is a kind of favourable initial favourable reaction but have you anything more specific from the different organisations? Yeah, sure, John. So in 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 the main, uh, all farm organisations have welcomed this, and it is to be welcomed. Like the increase in rates, and um, the you know reactor numbers are over twenty thousand head for twenty twenty two. There is still a lot of cattle going down with TB, um, but farm organisations have broadly welcomed um, the the increase in payments, and it's it is a positive. Um, the Irish, uh, the IFA's animal health chair T J Maher, he said that the hike in the rates for the levies hasn't been agreed yet and that it will be calculated on the 2023 income support application figures. So whatever the, the um, applications are by the end of the year for income supplement support, uh, that's how the 2024 levies will be cancelled. So for argument's sake, he says if the income supplement goes from 6 to 7 million in required funding, uh, then IFA calculations show that the levy will increase from 0.06 cent a litre to 0.07 cent on milk and from €1.27 per head to €1.40 per head on cattle going to the factory. Now TJ has said that that's in the worst case scenario. It's the IFA's anticipation that it'll be substantially less um, than that than those figures. Now the ICMSA, the Irish Creamery Milk Supplier Association, the ICMSA, you print their, their reaction in this week's Irish Farmers Journal, Saturday, 4th of March, a reaction of the ICMSA spokesperson. Yeah, that's, that's the, they've confirmed as well that any increase in compensation payments above 2022 levels in 2023 will be paid by extra levies in 2024 from farmers. And I suppose there's one thing here that we haven't mentioned yet, John. Um, there's going to be a change for this year. Um, so why they're saying it won't go, they're, they're not anticipating it to go up, is because in part, um, farmers who are locked up with TB will be able to buy in cattle uh, without testing this year. So for argument's sake, if... Um, if I had 100 head of cattle and I 20 of them go down the TB test and I um, obviously have to send 20 of them away, I can still buy, I can buy 20 back in to bring my numbers back up um, to 100. But if I do that, then I forgo the income supplement payment. So um, it's something that's welcomed by farm organisations as well, that it's new that farmers will be able to buy back in while they are restricted and it is 
I suppose a positive move in one way in that it will will allow farmers to still farm and it will um, reduce the amount of money going out in the income supplement. So that'll be interesting to see how that works. And there is a slight uh, fly in the ointment as regards a statement we've just received from the ICSA Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association from their Animal Health and Welfare Chair, Mr Hugh Farrell. He said you know, it's a positive overall arrangement, but some flaws remain regarding uh, the situation with uh, pre- and post-movement testing support for those uh, costs. So that's something, again, to be ironed out. But overall, looking at the article in the journal and press releases, it would appear, in general, the farmers are going to give this a good try. And again, some farmers who are very vehement that infection is coming from wildlife. I understand from the Irish Farmers Journal article, 4th of May, Saturday, that the department is to commit an extra €3 million this year for the wildlife programme. Yeah, that's a, that's a positive one as well, John, and that there is more spend coming from the department on that front, and three million is nothing to be to be sniffed at. Just on the pre and post movement testing, the department has confirmed that there will be a once off payment of up to a maximum of seventy euro a head uh, for breeding cards this year that need to carry out this pre and post movement testing. And this is on new regulations where essentially, if you or I are sending an animal that's um, or moving an animal that's over thirty six months off our farm. Uh, off into another herd we need to now and that hasn't been tested in the previous six months we now need to get a pre or post movement test for that animal so the department has said it'll cover a cost of up to 70 euro for that um it's unclear if there's a if there's a, a cap on that like if it, it's you know four animals 10 animals whatever we, we still need to look at that um but a positive move on that front as well the ICSA in a statement say they don't agree to this being a once-off payment, the €70 contribution. They want a review in 12 months' time. But that's something to be ironed out. But overall, a very good reaction indeed. And as regards the general situation, we are, of course, still cursed with the TB after so much expenditure. And some people are saying, even higher politicians are saying, look, forget about... TB eradication, just manage it as well as you can because we've spent so much money chasing eradication, but we can't lose sight of the targets. No, we can't. Um, it's it's obviously, look, it's, it's endemic um, in this country. It has been for years. Um, it's something that um, eradication is, you, you could say, a long way off, but I suppose these new payment rates um, are aimed at getting, obviously, stock off farms as well and so on, and obviously paying farmers for the loss of those stock. Um, but there there is going to be increased testing coming down the tracks, and you can see like so the TB form is continuing to meet, um, and there'll probably be more proposals and regulations brought in in the coming months and years to try and eradicate it, John. Thank you very much indeed for that valuable update there, Miss Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. Your own article sets out in far greater detail in the Irish Farmers Journal, Saturday 4th of March, hike in TB levies to help fund higher compensation. So, Amy, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Miss Rita Monsell, founder of Wowitz. Could I ask you, Rita to tell us something about this product which you invented. What markets were you catering for? And indeed, you found the government's plan, the acorn plan, very helpful indeed. So something about your own background, the product you generated or created, and which market it's aimed at in particular. 
it was developed for especially for women in agriculture. There was nothing on the market for waterproof protective clothing. Um, I suppose the idea came to me in 2019. We moved from County Kerry to County Limerick. We bought a farm there and we went dairy. Um, in lockdown, I found myself out of work, so I started helping out in the farm. And I couldn't find washproof clothing to fit me. So I just went about developing my own milking gown for myself. And it kind of grew legs from there. <laughs> I got in touch with a designer. And we put um, designs into a kind of a, a digital form. And I put it out there to manufacturers. And I got a manufacturer to produce it for me mostly aimed at women in agriculture. Could I ask you to please outline the contribution which the ACORN government plan gave to your product, you know, how it helped you set up your business and now you're founder of this uh, business, Ms. Rita Monsell. But as regards ACORN, A-C-O-R-N, you know, the tiny acorn that eventually, eventually goes into a giant oak tree. So something about the ACORN scheme and how it helped you. So the ACORNS was absolutely fantastic. It was um, a group of women who were starting out on their business journey. And there was, uh, I think, 50 women who had begun the program with me. And we were all divided up into groups of 10. And I had a mentor. She was Caroline Weavey, who's uh, from the HR suite. And there was a group of 10 of us. And we all just supported each other. We met once a month and set out targets for each other and it just drives you on to develop your business. It was kind of like a secret circle where you could just divulge your fears and concerns in a safe place and got great advice and it definitely has brought me to where I am today. Have you a defined catchment area for your customers, you know, for your product, Walwitz? So at the moment, I'm selling into the agri-stores um, Norcock Creameries have been very supportive and Kerry Group and um, I'm hoping to get into other retail stores around Ireland to reach a there, there's a big audience of women out there and they need, really do need to be catered for so um, I've had some customers from England and the other parts of Europe as well and of course, uh, quite apart from the Munster area or the Golden Vale, you have the means by which people internationally from any part of Ireland or overseas can contact you. Perhaps people might like to note down the following information, which I believe you're ready to give them. Instagram, Facebook and uh, website details. Um, on Instagram, you can just uh, log in and you can see everyday life on the farm with us in Limerick. And it's in Instagram, it's Wawet built to protect, and it's on Facebook as Wawet as well. W A W E T S, and the website is Wawet.com. And could you please explain to our listeners what Wawet's the W A W E T S actually stands for? What do those letters represent? Well, actually, it's, just, it's there's nothing really to it. Uh, it just wants the, the wet, the waterproof protection to uh, kind of represent it in the name. And when I went to trade market, there was um, an objection. So I had already 
started branding on Instagram and producers, so I I just added a, a WE in front of the West and it became Huawei. Now, as regards the scheme, which we touched on slightly earlier, the ACORN scheme, you know, for women who want to start off a small business, the ACORN scheme, is that still open for female listeners who might like to inquire more or take full advantage of it? Well, this round of it isn't opened. Uh, the, the new programme has already started. Um, but the new uh, round will be coming up again shortly. So just keep an eye out on um, websites and our social media. And they're always posting online, um, inviting people to start a, a new application for the next round. Now, I understand, Rita, that uh, your ACORNS programme was ACORNS 7 and is funded under the Rural Innovation and Development Fund through the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. That's right, yeah. They've been a great support to the whole programme. It couldn't operate without them. It's been absolutely fantastic, especially women from rural Ireland. Two or even three very important uh, contacts. They're written here on your press release. First of all, we say the, the email address, then the Instagram, and finally your Facebook. So, um, email is info at wowwit.com. Instagram is wowwit, built to protect, and Instagram is wowwit, W E W E T S. Now, for some people who might perhaps not be all that au fait with their websites and Instagram, is there by any chance a phone number? Is there any phone contacts by which people can inquire more? There's nothing as good as talking to somebody who's been through the mill and you've come out highly successful, very, very hardworking still, of course. Yes, absolutely. Anyone can contact me on 086 and I'd be more than happy to talk to them about it. During the COVID-19 pandemic, you personally experienced the lack of uh, adequately fitted waterproof clothing for female farmers, and that inspired you to work with other people, but primarily your own inspiration to found the Wawets, which you now feel is getting more and more successful. Definitely a growing workforce, women in agriculture. The co-ops have reached out to me, telling me that this is something that they can't get hold of. Uh, for waterproof wear for women. Yeah, so I'm I'm a hairdresser by trade myself and I do like to look nice and feel dressed up. And I found that I was constantly changing my clothes. It was just constantly dirty. Just couldn't every day keep up with the washing. So um, the design of Wawet, especially the milking gown, it's it's professional looking. It's nice and tidy. It's not too bulky or long, and uh, you feel very comfortable in it. And it just protects your clothes underneath, so you don't have to be trying to find clothes every day for going out into the milking parlor. And then we got waterproof pants, and that would be for ladies out uh, tending to dry cattle or you know every day around the farm. And we got nice stylish uh, waterproof-looking coats. And I'm developing other products at the moment, bib embrace and small products. But thank you very much indeed, Miss Rita Monsell, founder of the agricultural garment Wawets. That's W A W E T S. 
a new agricultural clothing range. Rita, thank you very much indeed for your valuable time. Thank Thanks you, a million. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And Rita Monsell, founder of Wawets, that's W A W E T S, may be contacted by phone at 086 128 That's 086 128 5711. Email info at Instagram at Wawets Built to Protect or Facebook at Wawets Built to Protect all lowercase letters and the product is specially designed for lady farmers and that's the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme for now. I'm John O'Connor thanks to contributors Barry O'Malley, 96FM and C103 News Editor, Mray Tuig, 96FM and C103 Reporter and News Reader also creator of the regular Farm Talk podcasts to Caroline Jennings, Cork West Ploughing Correspondent, and Laura Woods, Carberry Region Macra Reporter. A special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Farm Talk on Saturdays, 7am to 8am, and Wednesday night, 10pm to 11pm. Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold. Choose Gold Performance Pack. Includes biotin, yeast and protected minerals to reduce lameness, boost milk solids and fertility.